0: After your virtual mustard drill, where did you where did you head? We went straight to (laughs) (laughs)
1: Cabana's. Straight, that is true. Three Oreo cheesecakes later.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast. And I am so excited to bring back Willie and Rebecca to the show. So let me just start by welcoming them. Welcome, Willie and Rebecca.
2: Hi, how are you? We are good. We're so glad to talk to you guys. (laughs) I know.
0: We are so excited. They literally got off the Disney Fantasy after a fabulous eight-night cruise. And were immediately messaging us that they could not wait to talk about it. I have seen, I think you guys estimated something like you had something like 200 and something photos taken on board.
2: No, 500, 500 plus. (laughs) I saw it on the social media. 500
0: photos taken on board the ship. Let's dig into it. I'm so excited to talk to you about this cruise. I guess before we dive in. Remind folks about your cruising history here with Disney Cruise Line. Had you sailed aboard the Fantasy before? Had you sailed a cruise of this length before? Talk folks through what your history was with Disney Cruise Line before this.
3: Yeah, so this was number 11 for me. Um, Number seven on the Fantasy.
0: You got your coveted platinum lanyard for the first time then.
3: I did have my first platinum lanyard, and this was a cruise to be platinum. There were a lot of platinum guests, so I felt like one of the cool kids. Uh, I sent pictures to my parents that I f- had my first platinum lanyard. It had been 20 months since our our last sailing and Rebecca's first, but this was my 11th. And like I said, seventh time on the Fantasy and second longest voyage ever. The shortest I've ever done was a, about three five-nighters. A few seven-nighters and one 11-nighter. And so this was my second longest. And the last time I was on the show, Brian and Sam, you guys wanted to talk about my second favorite cruise at the time, which was Alaska. And now I'm back talking about my new second favorite cruise uh, because this one has surpassed Alaska. Still right behind the 10-night, I I should say, not 11-night, the 10-night Southern Caribbean I took in 2017.
2: But that one was not with Rebecca. so.
1: (laughs) Right. So this was my second Disney cruise. The first one that we took was February of 2020. Um, It was a five night on the magic and it was about two weeks before the shutdown. And then this one is obviously my longest cruise. First time on the fantasy, first time during Halloween on the high seas, a formal night. So many great things to talk about.
0: Awesome. Well, and how did you end up choosing this cruise, Willie? I know a little bit of the backstory here, but why don't you share with listeners, we were supposed to go on a four-night, a four-night cruise together. We ended up on an eight-night,
3: <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, so this cruise was bittersweet. There were definitely a lot of moments where Beck and I were like, man, we wish Sam and Brian were here to experience this with us, but I guess we'll have to wait till the wish But yeah, we were supposed to sail in mid-September, which was around the time of our actual two-year anniversary of of being together. And so we were planning on celebrating. And a week before, Rebecca wasn't feeling so well and tested positive. And so we had to, to cancel our plans. We quickly got a hold of DCL and just looked at our options and the discount was great. It was just a it was a, it was a price increase but for double the sailing it wasn't double the price so it was just a deal that was too good to pass up and we just we just booked it we took advantage of the 8 night we were between the 8 night and the 6 night that is currently going on so the one right after it and we said let's just do 8 nights and by night 6 we were definitely saying are we glad we did 8 nights cuz we were not ready to get off we weren't ready to get off after 8 nights but we definitely wouldn't have wanted to get off after 6
0: well and it will work out better for you in the end as well cuz you'll get to meet Sam first so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Just to follow up on that, Disney Cruise Line did not penalize you all in any way, am I correct?
1: Yeah, it actually worked out better for us at some parts because Disney Cruise Line has this 90-day recovered policy to where if you had tested positive within 90 days or 14 and 90 days of your Of the sailing of your cruise, and you were able to clear and with a doctor's note that you were now no longer COVID positive, but you were negative, you didn't have to test at the port. And so showing up to the port, I had my documents and all of this was uploaded to safe passage as well, already cleared to arrive. So showed up to the port on the day, and Willie was the only one that had to get tested because of the documentation that I had. So it actually worked out a little bit better for us too.
0: And so eight nights, where did this cruise head? What was the itinerary?
3: So we departed from Port Canaveral, and we had a day at sea, and then we arrived in Costa Maya, Mexico, and then from there, we went to Cozumel, Mexico, and then we had a second day at sea, and from there, we went to Castaway Key, and then from there, we went to Nassau, and then from there, we returned to Castaway Key, and then we returned home to Port Canaveral.
0: That sounds like a modified itinerary to some extent. I don't know what the original itinerary was for this cruise, but I'm guessing they modified it because I've seen them removing places like Grand Cayman and St. John and St. Thomas in favor of Cozumel, Costa Maya, Nassau. So th- I'm guessing this was a modified itinerary. I don't know what the original was, but uh, do you have any sense of that? Our itinerary was six nights on the ship and two castaway. <laughs> <laughs> How many people were on the ship? I think you said before the show you heard different estimates from different people but but what was the kind of the average here of how many people were on the sailing
3: under 1100 all three numbers we we and all these numbers were given to us by different crew members because um, because we'd asked we were curious it, it was so different than any cruise we'd ever been on and it was gl- glorious. I will say this a few times during this is now is the time to cruise, but it was under 1100 anywhere between 1,000 to 1,100.
0: Well, and I, I I agree with you now is the time to cruise, although I think that window is closing because we're seeing numbers as high as 2,000 now on the Fantasy and the Dream for the shorter sailings. So I think numbers are creeping up, capacity is creeping up. So kind of like the park, you may have missed your window of super low capacity cruising at this point, except for these longer sailings. It's harder for people to break away. How long did it take? So, Willie, you had to do the testing at the port. What was your port arrival time and how long did it take to get the testing done? And when did you, when did you get on board?
3: Yeah, so my... Our port arrival time was 1230, and we were in typical Willy fashion, a little bit late. We arrived at one o'clock on the dot.
0: I thought you were always early. I thought the rule was on time or early. <laughs>
1: it, him and his family, notorious for being late. Fashionably,
2: they look amazing, but they are literally late to everything. <laughs> except, except pictures, right? Nobody's allowed to be late for pictures
3: mom's number one rule is you're on time for pictures. But yeah, we arrived at one o'clock on the dot. Brian, I had spoken to you that week about the whole process. It was just like you described. We pulled up to baggage and we dropped them off. And then they said, look, you're going to go and turn left at that sign. And that was basically where you turn, start to head towards the, the parking garage and where you pay. So then we, we got to the counter where you pay. We paid, we then followed the sign to the guy who gives you a piece of paper. Then followed the route towards the entrance of the parking garage where another guy gave us um, the testing samples. And then ultimately, we parked in our in our parking spot and did the test. And at one forty, so 32 minutes later, Safe Passage had updated that we were clear to sail.
0: All right. So, Willie, your first time cruising Platinum, here's my question for you at the check-in process. On an eight-night cruise... It's got to be out the door platinums. So, do you scoot over into the non castaway club line in order to try and get ahead of the crowd, or did you did you avail yourself of the platinum check in? How did how did check in go, and how fast was it for you?
3: Brian, I'm going to be honest. I didn't I didn't even recognize the platinum line. It was we walked into the line and we were told head to number twelve, and that was it. Like it was a walk up. There was one family. That, so when we entered the queue, there was one family at the front of the queue. By the time we made it to them the guy was ready to tell us head to number 12. I didn't even notice a, an, a a place where I where the platinum's would go so so just, no.
1: I was just going to say I've never been the the other the only other cruise that I sailed on with Disney was out of Miami so I've never been to Port Canaveral I'm not sure what that looked like so I did not even Realized that we had checked in because uh, we just <laughs> walked right in, and then I was like, "Wait, don't we need to go over there?" Where because I remember in Miami we walked up to the booth, we did the little question she she handed us the lanyards, and we left. And so I was expecting to have to do something similar, but then they were like, "No, oh, just keep going, go through the ears. You're on the boat," and I was like, "Okay,
0: all right. Well, you're you're on the ship." Uh, you've made it through the Mickey ears. You've gone through the little show that they're doing on board right now. That I think we, everyone has talked so much about. What did you do first? You, you, well, after your virtual mustard drill, where did you, where did you head? We went straight to Cabanas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> straight, that is true. Three Oreo cheesecakes later.
3: <laughs> so, so for those that don't know, I'm I, there's two foods I, I crush anywhere and everywhere, and that's chicken parm, Oreo desserts. So, think Oreo Sunday animators palette on black truffle per set night. They always go hand in hand. And then on the first night of every sailing I've ever been on at Cabanas, there is an Oreo cheesecake, and it's only on that first day. And I've made the mistake in the past of only grabbing one. So this time I grabbed more than one, and I ate them all
0: and I enjoyed
2: it. <laughs>
0: I love it. How was aside from the desserts which we've heard a lot about and and they still have tons of desserts in cabanas that is one thing they have not slacked on. How did you find the regular cabanas experience because it's very different now than it was in the past and, and I think I think fair to say more limited, but how was it for you?
3: Yeah, so we each have a different experience when it comes to dining. Um, and so Re- Rebecca wanted to, to talk a lot about her experience with a, a gluten allergy. And so She'll get to talk about that, and we learned that cabanas what that entails for her on the cruise. But I thought the options were, were great. I guess it, it's all a mindset and an expectation. I knew that I wouldn't see the full cabanas open. I was just excited to see. I was excited to find out what was available, and there was plenty. Like my spread was was quite diverse. It was a diverse spread. You know, I had my chicken nuggets. Little I me still wanted those chicken nuggets and some mac and cheese, and that was the a little kid part of my plate. And then there was, I believe, a a grouper, uh, an occasion spice grouper. Fantastic. I'm a big seafood fan. So I got a little bit of that. All the people that need shrimp, I got a little bit of that. Uh, there was another pasta that I got, um, you know, because you don't worry about carbs. And so... right
2: and there was, On vacation, there was just, it they don't count. Nothing counts.
3: Exactly. So I was able to, to, to load my plate just like I did in the pre-COVID times. And that goes for the whole trip every every day. I will even say that I thought breakfast was even better. There's, there's a new item that I had never indulged in before or seen. Um, and I guess we can talk about that when we talk about breakfast later on, but no cabanas in the, in the spread was great. Definitely a diverse play. I, I was just so happy to be on board.
0: So, so Rebecca, let's talk, let's talk about your experience. Cause it sounds like it's a little bit different. So yeah. What, 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 uh, what was your experience?
1: It is very different. The last cruise that we were on, we had no idea that I had this sort of allergy. So I was able to indulge in the pasta per and the Oreo cheesecake. Very, very different experience this time. Showing up to Cabana's I on the first day only is when I think we waited the most for my food. It wasn't hard. It's just a pre-order. So they have a separate kitchen, which is totally dedicated to all allergies, I'm assuming, dairy, peanut, um, gluten, all those sorts of things. And I was nervous at first because he just looks at me and was like, what do you want? I don't know. Uh, what, what do you have? That's gluten-free. And he's like, well, tell me what you want. And I'm like, can I have chicken nuggets? And he's <laughs> like, of course you can. So he takes down my order and he's like, where are you going to sit? And I said, Oh, well, probably right here, right in the middle, you know, easy to find. And so maybe 25 minutes just because we had to wait for it to be cooked. They brought the food out to me and and I was able to eat. He brought me out four different desserts to choose from because I didn't specify which one I had wanted. And I found a new favorite. They're these little tiny soft baked snickerdoodle cookies and they are to die for. And it took me, which is, it took me another like five nights to get them again. Because I kept asking my head waiter, I want the snickerdoodle cookies, please, please, please. And no idea what I was talking about. And so, but eventually I got them. But yeah, first day was only the only day that it was a little bit different, which was just pre-ordering at dinner every night forward from night one on. I pre-ordered my breakfasts, my lunches and my dinners for the whole next day. So it required, yeah, it required a lot of
2: planning for me and looking at the menus ahead of time. did did they give you a menu, uh, like a physical menu to look at and choose from, or did you have to like come up off the top of your head with what, you know, what you wanted or something like, like breakfast is, I feel like kind of easy, right? Cause typically you're like, you're like choosing, do I want eggs? Do I want pancakes? Do I want, you know, what kind of breakfast meat do I want? That sort of thing. But I feel like lunch and dinner, like you have to be quite creative to just like come up with the menu all on your own.
1: Right. Right. So breakfast was very simple and I made it simple by eating the same thing every single day. I had gluten-free Mickey waffles, scrambled eggs, and turkey sausage. And I never faltered from that. I had it every single day. It was as amazing as always. Lunches, there was only the lunches, that, the only lunches that I pre-ordered were the ones at Castaway. Everything else, I we had no idea where we were going to eat. If we had trivias or activities those days, maybe we would be late to cabanas or... We would have to eat at flows. Maybe we wanted to go sit down somewhere like we that varied day to day. And so we just I would go order my food first while Willie was doing something else or he would wait until my food got theirs. Then he would go order his. The dinner process is probably my only downside to this was that the staff and crew did a wonderful job creating allergy friendly plates for me. Only downside that I noticed was that there weren't a lot of options to choose from initially. So I had to modify or create, like you're saying, a lot of the things that were on the menu. Every single one of them was possible. It's just that I had to kind of be creative in building my own salads that I wanted. Or, okay, well, can I are what type of gluten-free processes, if any, do you have? Can you make me? you know, gluten-free breaded chicken? Like, are those things available to me? I had to think of things outside of the box. And there were some nights where there was nothing on the menu that was already gluten-free. And I could get the lighter note options, which was just chicken and rice or steak and vegetables and things. But that's not why I'm on a Disney cruise, right? To have steak and vegetables or chicken and rice. And so I want to have the pasta bolognese. So can we make it work? And, you know, it, it just... It required a lot of thinking outside the box and creativity that I didn't have to have before. But like I said, the crew and the chefs made every accommodation possible. And I always knew by breakfast if what I wanted wasn't available to me so I could make further requests or change it up by dinner time if I wanted to.
0: It sounds like Rebecca had some fabulous meals here. We can't go night by night because it's just going to take us forever to, to hear about this cruise willie my experience is that on these longer cruises you get to experience some menus that you don't see on the three and the four night cruises because they've got to go outside the rotation to keep the the food kind of fresh and interesting for you what did you what were the highlights for you Uh, either off the the regular menus or on some of the newer menus you hadn't seen before but but what stood out for you
3: well animators is always my night menu top to bottom i'm telling you it's all my favorites you start with the black truffle percet pasta. That's my favorite appetizer on the fleet. I realized sailing on Disney that I enjoyed um, potato soups. So like leek and potato soups, potato, bacon, and cheddar soups. I got one of those that night. So the soup is one of my favorites. Then you get to the entree and it's the the wasabi beef tenderloin, I believe, with the the mashed potatoes. Also one of my favorite dishes in the entire fleet. And then finally, my favorite dessert in the entire fleet is the cookies and cream sundae because I just love Oreos. So that's always going to be number one, and so it, it's always really a battle for number two. And I'll tell you, there were a couple new items that I've never seen in all my years of sailing. There was a a green lentil soup that I asked my waiter if he could if he could get it another night um, from a different restaurant. Um, it was just that good, and it probably surpassed the potato soup as my favorite soup going forward. And then there was, I believe, there was a new menu that had a lot of the pirate. It actually was the pirate night menu. There were it was different than I remember it. The dish I got was. Um, came with this like black bean salsa mixed with this this rice that was just, I, I believe it was a fish, like a a grouper that I had. Yes, it was a grouper that I had that night. The grouper was perfectly seasoned, amazing flavor, amazing taste. But then the side of, of, of rice and black bean salsa was also amazing that I remember saying like, wow, this is new and I can't wait to tell everyone about this. Um, so those were the two main, main highlights for me.
2: That's cool to hear that there was a good some good pirate night options. Cause that tends to be, that's our least favorite menu, but that was in the pre COVID times. We have not seen a pirate menu since, cause we've had, we've had on the shorter cruises, the joint, you know, Halloween pirate night kind of thing together. And they're just doing a regular Yeah, on, the,
0: on the four nights. They, I, I think they have brought out the pirate menu on occasion because they don't have to stick to the pure rotational dining. So that, that menu I think was on the fantasy when we were on board, but I did not avail myself of it because I was at Palo. So speaking of which, <laughs> um, you said you can crush some chicken par, Willie. Did you guys make it to Palo or, or Remy?
3: No, we weren't able to this time. Most likely because um, of when we booked. Um, so late in the process, you don't have that. But rest assured, less than 60 days to our next sailing, an actual, true Christmas sailing. We'll be on board a ship, for Christmas. And I, I, I can get into that later, but we do have Paula brunch books for that.
0: Wait, we didn't ask Willie, what kind of stateroom did you and Rebecca have on board?
1: Deluxe ocean view.
3: Yeah. So we had a deluxe ocean view with the fifth sleeper, which I had never seen. It was, it was quite spacious. Ocean views. what we sailed on her first cruise as well. And so we sailed, we were on deck seven forward. So I think the fourth to last room or <laughs> fourth room, because we're at the forward. So it's the fourth room on that deck. Great room. It was my second time sailing, ocean view. Nice, large porthole. Great views of the ocean every day. Nice to wake up to the natural sunlight. And then we had our our castaway lanyards in there, the platinum, and then Rebecca's first lanyard, silver,
1: <laughs> along with our
3: backpack. And then we had this like little bouquet with a nice note oh, from yeah. our buddy Nathan and <laughs> our favorite duo, which uh, we thanked you guys for that. That, that, was, that was very special and very yeah. sweet. Because um, this was our celebra- a celebration for our two-year anniversary. We were happy to do it. Happy to do it.
0: Well, um, so we talked about your stateroom. We talked about your your dining experience on board. What about activities? So one thing I've noticed on our cruise is the activities feel a little bit more limited. I don't know if you felt that way on your cruise or if you were like, there's so much to do. We don't have time to do it all. But but what kind of activities did you guys experience on board?
1: We are very, very heavily trivia people. <laughs> we. Anytime, even if we have no idea what any of the things are, we always go in with our best shot. So I think we had been around for 80s music trivia. We did Disney tunes. We did Frozen. We did 90s music, 2000s music. We Marvel. did Marvel. All the pub quizzes that they had, which are just general knowledge. They had a new one, which I hadn't seen, which was brain teasers trivia, which mm-hmm. was so much fun. Yeah, so we are very, very heavily trivia people really did the marvel super fans face off
3: yeah so i don't know if you've seen that we we did it on the magic as well Mm -hmm. and i and i and i participated and i realized i wasn't too familiar with the game at that point and you had to be really quick with the lightsaber to get your answers in i knew all the answers of all the questions i just wasn't so when i played it this time i made it all all the way to the round of two that's the (laughs) round where they each person has a different screen and they just start flashing characters and whoever names the most wins and I came up short. It's funny because I'm watching him go and I go, I know that one. I know that one. I know that one. And then I get to mine and I I, I was like forgetting Scarlet Witch. I was like, uh, Black Widow.
1: Yeah. Like twice. total,
3: <laughs> total like freeze, m- just mentally froze up there. But Rebecca's actually pretty good at 80s music trivia. I don't contribute.
1: Yeah. I, and, I can thank my mom good. for that though. She grew up in the 80s. And so I never was not listening to 80s music. And when the 90s happened, she always was listening to 90s music. And, but we actually won in 2000's Music Trivia. Mm-hmm. And that was thanks to my One Direction, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift knowledge. <laughs> oh
2: my goodness. That's awesome. Did you, did you get your, your
1: Mickey winner medals then? They're called Mickey medallions. And yes, we have about... It was funny. We were not very good in the beginning of our cruise. It was just the two of us. We hadn't really opened up with people yet. We played a certain game called Match Your Mate, um, I was say. and so wait, that wait, allowed you, us.
0: Wait, you participated in Match Your Mate.
2: We won we Match won. Your Mate. Oh my on God. <laughs> Second night of the
0: cruise,
2: you guys were celebrities, <laughs> Disney Cruise Line celebrities. We
1: have it here literally changed, changed the way it. that our social lives were on the boat. because everybody we starts talking to you, right, and everybody mm-hmm. knows about you. you now. Have no idea, and that's probably so. Getting off of the magic February last year, I was not hooked on a Disney cruise vacation. Just to say we did not have the best dining opportunities available. We didn't really make very many friends. It just wasn't, it, it didn't hook me the way that he's been hooked on Disney cruise line, the way you guys were hooked on Disney cruise line. This fantasy cruise has literally, I crying getting off the ship as embarrassing as that is, phone numbers of friends that we've met from just talking constantly all day, every day, extensive history about cast or the cast and crew that are on board. It it literally was so different all because of that game. Everywhere we went, we are recognized as the couple number one from Match Your Mate night two. And it's hard not to play into that, you know? Mm -hmm. They know our deepest, darkest secrets about where we <laughs> made the magic and all of these things. It's so... But your it, first date it, was. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. And so you, you put yourselves out there and it you reap so many good benefits from it. it. It just changed the way that the rest of the cruise went for us, for sure.
3: And and I would say to not just match May, match May put us out there and it happened so organically. They asked for newlyweds. Mm-hmm. There were no newlyweds on the ship. And so they quickly went to anyone here who's not married, but have been dating for a little while. And that was us. And there was no one else really raising their hand. So it happened very organically, but I will say, and this is not, not a plug that Sam and Brian asked us to make, but the, the, the bag that, that you all gifted us to, this is my fantasy bag. Wow. Did that start so many conversations. And, and, and there were a lot of people who knew the DCL duo and just being able to be like, Oh yeah, this bag is from the DCL duo and from their shop. Some people saw the bag and were like, that's amazing. Where'd you get it? And they hadn't heard of the DCL duo. And so that was just the bag and and match your mate. I I kid you not, the bag got so much attention. Like so many people commented, even some, some crew members were like, that bag is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so the bag and match your mate. And like Rebecca said, we weren't very good at trivia. We were just there to play and maybe we got lucky and and won, although that was unlikely. But what happened towards the, the latter half of the cruise was there were other couples that were inviting us to play with them. Yeah. Like we'd walk into a Gilles pub and they would, would wave their hand and say, want to play with us? And we'd yeah. be like, Oh my goodness, we're so flattered. And, and like, <laughs> we're so grateful that you that you would allow us to, to play with you. Like, you know, the the, the, the fellow cruisers on this ship really didn't make our vacation and our sailing yeah what it was in a true fantasy, the camaraderie, the relationships. It was
0: amazing. So in terms of activity, there,
3: there was plenty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we we appreciate the plug. And for anyone out there listening, you you can pick up one of these fabulous bags over at dclduo.com. Once it's back up, we are migrating our website. So once it's back up, you can head over there and pick one of these. (laughs) And we have
2: one and we have one for all four of the ships as well. We have one for all
0: five. Sorry, all five. We actually have (laughs) we have one for
2: we have one for the wish as well, but for all four of the ships that are currently sailing, we have a different, there's a different logo or there's the same ship um, logo. But there's a different um, message. So the one that you have is, this is my fantasy. The other ones all have a you know a, a slightly different saying.
0: And a quick reminder for everyone, all the sales, the, all the proceeds from sales that come out of our store, these bags and other things that we put out there, uh, we donate back to autism on the seas. So uh, we, we don't make money off this stuff, <laughs> just to be clear. Well, so, and so you, it sounds like, so you treated every day as a C-Day and- you found except found Castaway
2: of, Key. Except Castaway except,
0: Key. Well, obviously, obviously, it's its own Sea Day. It's an amazing day. Um, we'll get to Castaway Key in a second. So, plenty of activities keep you busy on board. Did you get off in any of the ports or did you stay firmly on the ship?
1: Very, very firm on the ship. I think if we were to get off of any of the ports, probably would have been Costa Maya. I still want to go to Mexico in the future. So, we will definitely have that opportunity to, to go and see. But no, I think Costa Maya was too soon to get off. I wasn't ready to get off yet at that part. And so I was, I had, but then by the time we had left, I'd missed my opportunity to get off. I was not, I've been to Cozumel or on a carnival cruise when I was like 10. Don't care about going back there. Same thing with Nassau. And then the other words were just sea days and castaway.
0: Did you get a sense of how many kids were on board the sailing? I would expect to be pretty low given its length and time of year. But uh, did you see any kids on board? Yeah, there were definitely kids and the number we heard was 200.
2: That's pretty low for 11, you know, 1,000 to 1,100 people on board. That's a pretty low percentage for Disney.
1: We yeah. constantly noticed that the the pool deck, we were having trouble finding seating in the adult pool area. Constantly have we were actually told at one point there's too many people in the pool. You have to get out for safety reasons by a, a Disney lifeguard. And Same, that was great to see. Yeah. And same thing with the hot tub, you know, there's just not enough chairs and space for all of the adults that are here. So Mm -hmm. most of the time, Funnel Vision, we were out there once in the, well, to do the aqueduct Mm -hmm. and to um, swim in that pool for a little bit to watch a movie that was on Funnel Vision. But it was considerably less crowded than the adult only areas on the ship.
0: That That was our experience, I think at Castaway Key. Was Serenity Bay was wall to wall. The family beach was like empty. And so <laughs> you wanted the Serenity Bay experience. You had to the family beach. But, but let's let's head to the family beach. Let's talk about Castaway Key. Was it a just get off and lounge at Castaway Key kind of experience for you? Did you do any of the offerings on the island? How how was it? How was Castaway Key?
1: Thankfully we had 2 days. So day 1 100% I fell asleep maybe two or three times on Serenity Bay, just sitting there <laughs> basking in the sun. I had brought a book with me on the ship, so I was reading my book, not a care in the world, sitting at Serenity. We I think I was the only one to even get in the water that day. Or maybe you went to yeah, your knees, bit. but you know, we were we were not moving from our spot. Once we got there, we sat there till about four o'clock, did our shopping, and then got back on the ship. Day two, we did. A couple of the sports activities, they have um, foosball tables and ping pong. We did basketball as well and actually swim out to the slides. I'm not sure what those are called on the family beach. So it was a more activity day, but we didn't do any of the excursion type activities like snorkeling or paddle boarding or anything like that. On the second day, we did do the, the 5K yep. in the morning. So that was the first thing that we had done. My first one, I guess I had changed the route. A lot of people were saying it's, it's different now. I
3: didn't notice a difference, but that's what others were saying.
0: Well, the route usually starts at uh, basically next door to one of the shops, and you run out a long path. You run down the runway. You do a loop around the, whatever that is, the trail there. You run all the way down to Serenity Bay. I think you turn around, you come back and then you run the loop one more time and then you're back at the shop, right? That was the route.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure. People, we had, one of the friends that we had met had, they did the race on the first castaway day. And I guess they had said that it was different and she didn't know why they changed it. But I don't know.
3: And just to add, this was my first double dip. I had never done a double dip. It's glorious. I I will say all my other cruises in, in the Caribbean... Castaway is always the last day, and so it's always a bittersweet day. You go to Castaway and then that whole day on the back of your mind, you know, tomorrow we'll be back on land around this time. Um, it's a little hard. It's to the point where after a few cruises, I got into the habit of of just packing as I go along. As I wear stuff, I goes right back into the bag and pack so that there is no packing day. There is no time wasted. The first day at Castaway was different than any other day at Castaway I've spent because it was truly. Go with the flow, true leisure and, and joy and happiness. And we literally lounged around and we told ourselves, we are gonna take this day to relax. Everything we wanna do, we've got the second day at Castle. We will make up and we will we'll go at a different speed that day. And mm-hmm. sure enough, that the second day at Castle was a little a little faster. You know, we got off early, we did the 5K, then we went to Serenity Bay for a bit for a bit, and then we went back to to lunch. And then after lunch, we went to the family beach and then to to the, the pelican plunge and the two slides there. And then after that, a, an hour in the beach there, we then went to the sports. And then by the time, you know, it, it's four o'clock, you need to start heading back um to get on the ship. And so day one, total relaxation day two, let's get everything done then that we want to get done.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, DCL Duo fans, we just need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our show sponsors over at Touring Plans. We love using Touring Plans to book our own vacations. As we've said before, we just absolutely adore our travel specialist over there. She is so amazing and helps us plan so many fabulous vacations. She's helped us book DCL vacations, Disney vacations, Aulani vacations, Adventures by Disney vacations, and even a Royal Caribbean cruise. She monitors the prices for us, she lends us her experience and expertise, and she gives us her time when we frankly don't because we're either too busy with work or producing this show for all of you out there. So. She sits on hold when we can't. She watches for price changes. We just absolutely love her. And it's been fabulous working with Touring Plans. We know that Touring Plans isn't out to sell a product. That's not their ethos. They're out to make sure that you have the best experience possible. And so we think you will absolutely love Touring Plans for your next vacation. So head over there. Check it out. It's touringplans.com travel. You don't pay them anything extra. They're paid by Disney at the time that you travel. And so, and sometimes they have some incentives going. So head over there, check it out. We think you'll love it. Just let them know that DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And With that, back to our episode. Yeah, you mentioned there, just something I want to highlight for listeners out there on the gluten-free side of things that uh, you went from Serenity Bay back and people be like, why would you skip the Serenity Bay barbecue? I think the answer is because you have to go to Cookies 1 in order to get your gluten-free meal. Is that right?
1: Yes, which I didn't know the first day that we were at Castaway. So we did eat at the Serenity Barbecue, and I brought medicine with me on board for instances where I was, you know, struggling with, you know, feeling sick and whatnot. And so I did take, have to take some medicine that night, but I I made the smart decisions of okay, I can have a burger, don't have the bread. I can have chicken and meat. You know, all those meats were fine. I stayed clear of the dessert table and I just had fruits. Like I I made that decision, knew and they had the ice cream too. So I had ice cream in a cup, not mm-hmm. in a cone. And you know, I I made those decisions that day. But yeah, on the next day was a C Day, I again order and all pre-orders for a castaway go straight to Cookies One. And so you have to go there, you give them your room number and they just pull up your order right away. That one took about five minutes. I think they have it sitting, waiting for however long it's open under some heaters or something, and then they brought it out. So,
0: You mentioned doing a little shopping on Castaway Key. Let me ask the question, how was the merchandise situation on an eight-night cruise? Did you find the things you were hoping for? Or was it what you expected? Yeah, I, I haven't noticed much other than Halloween on the high seas has been a pretty dismal affair from a merchandise <laughs> situation, but I don't know what your experience was.
3: Yeah, I was able to get my souvenir for the trip at, at Castaway. I saw, I saw a beautiful long sleeve. Since since we are sailing in December, um, a lot of my mind has been to get merchandise that, that might be long sleeve in case it's cool. It's also um, can be cold on the ship, so long sleeves are always great. But Becca was the real winner <laughs> on Castaway. She got a good amount of merch. and The merch was good.
1: Yeah, not just on Castaway. The first cruise that we had went on back in February, I had walked away with only one Spirit jersey.
3: And the Nike jacket.
1: Oh, and a, and a little half quarters of jacket. That did not happen this time. So, first couple of nights at Mickey's main sale, I was able to get a pair of ears and a whole sweatsuit set. So, it's a little sweatshirt with some matching sweatpants. Wore them as soon as I got them. Mm-hmm. Perfect and wonderful. And then at Castaway, I kind of went off. (laughs) I got a cover up swimsuit set. I got a new sundress Mm -hmm. and my 5K finisher shirt, which I needed to have. So, all definitely necessities and definitely enough for us.
0: Yeah. That's a good tip for everyone out there. We've said this before, but let me emphasize it now. If you see something on board your cruise that you really think you might want to have, buy it early. They do run out of merchandise quickly and especially in popular sizes and sometimes they don't even have it on board to begin with uh, at the start of the cruise so if you see something you want get it you can always return it at any point during your cruise if you change your mind so you mentioned photos and we can't not talk about the 500 plus photos that you took on board you're the advertisement for the shutters photo package I think both metaphorically and perhaps literally the next time we're on board, because you had mentioned that you signed a release to get your photos used as the display photos on the screens there. 500 photos, I have never, I don't think we've ever cracked 150. So like what, you know, what is the obsession with getting the photos taken? And it's a no brainer on the photo package at that point, I would suspect. But talk to us about your photos experience.
1: I think my first question is, have you seen how beautiful they are? Um, (laughs) They are, they're great. I think that that alone speaks for itself, and I think the easiest part about it is we did not have to go out of our way to get any of these yeah. pictures done. Thanks to probably the limited capacities and just the, the lower capacities on the ships themselves, we were dinner. We were in the later dinner seating, and so we're at the doors at eight fifteen. We're in line for pictures around eight o'clock and done early. And there's four or five portrait booths every night with characters on the steps, you know, the different backdrops. And that was, that was it for us. It was just very simply, okay, will we just be ready by seven forty-five? be at the pictures by eight o'clock and we're done before dinner. And that was every single night, formal night, all the other themed nights. We never had to struggle or go out of our way to make sure that we got the pictures done.
3: It's ingrained in me, you know, up until cruise number nine, they'd all been with my mom. And my mom has this, a very specific rule. And it's everybody's ready at 730. And you know why. And you're in line with mom for pictures. Mom has gotten every single unlimited package and on every single cruise. And this goes back to when we first started cruising, it would actually give you the disc and the prints. And this is like big binders. We're walking off with manila envelopes filled with pictures. This is <laughs> this is serious. And so I told Becca, yeah, um, you know, it's an eight night. The unlimited photo package makes sense. And so when you go into a cruise knowing, okay, I've purchased this already. Well, now you kind of have a responsibility to make it cheaper as you go. Every picture you take makes it a little cheaper. And I kind of told her, do you think we can get 50 cents a picture, which is 600? Jokingly, our true goal was a dollar a picture. So 300, when we passed that mark, there was like four days, I think there were three days left. (laughs) And I was like, oh, we're not stopping here. But you know. They They were so easy, and I thought one of the first things that I, I was concerned about when they announced the return to cruising was that pictures would suffer. You have to wear your mask, but there's, there's there's good protocols in place. When you get to your to your mark on the floor to take the picture, you take it off. They sanitize the tables after every family. You put your your stuff down, and then you go and you stand. You take your picture, and then you put it back on. Go to the next one. There were so many spots, not just on Castaway. Also, there was on the deck of the ship. You know, on on sea days, um, we would be in the pool. There was one day at the adult pool and one of the photographers was walking through and he snapped a couple shots for us as he was on his way to another location. We got to take shot, uh, some shots at the, the mini golf course. There was a photographer up there as well as with the sea as a backdrop. So there were a lot of different backgrounds that just weren't at night. And so we just started maximizing our time. And, and we're, we're being honest when we say it never it never took away from what we were trying to do.
0: It has been a vast improvement, I think, on the photo side. And lest folks think we're not a fan of shutters out there, we are because our podcast artwork was taken by a shutters photographer aboard the Disney Fantasy one evening. Well, I've got two more topics for us to dive through. One of them, I'm just going to say, Sam, there's something we haven't asked about yet that I know is in your wheelhouse. I know
2: exactly what you're going to say, which is shows. We are headed to the shows, to the Walt Disney Theater. Tell us what was in the Walt Disney Theater. You're making faces because like, I can see primuses. you on videos. but <laughs> our our listeners can't see your faces. But I can see your faces. But did you see any of the shows? Oh my goodness, you They're guys. shaking their heads.
0: They're <laughs> shaking their heads. This, this an this, eight nah. an eight an eight night sailing. There had to be multiple. What what shows were on board? What 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 opportunity was missed here? <laughs> <And it's> frozen.
1: <laughs> frozen. Frozen. And believe.
0: Allow and believe. I'm so I
3: think it's worse when we tell you that they all they all ran twice. (laughs) But this goes to show that we're not lying when we say that there were activities. Mm -hmm. We really, really, really just enjoyed our trivias and the different um activities that were going on around around the ship that there were times where like, do we miss the show? It's like no. And then when we started to make friends, all our friends would be like, Oh yeah, we're gonna be the trivia. And so you know you just you start to just want to spend more time especially as you get to the end more time with your friends more time and so unfortunately I will say on the last cruise that we had on the magic we did watch all the shows every night yeah. every night but on this one for some reason we we didn't make it to the shows
0: i'm i'm curious from an an adult nightlife perspective have had they did they open skyline up for you all to experience just to get drinks or was it only for beverage tastings
1: the beverage tastings happened during the day. So mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to go when they make the switch in the tube and O'Gill's to be adult only. That is when they opened up Skyline for people to just go in and sit around the six o'clock, seven o'clock time frame is probably when we unfortunately never went to just sit there and have drinks again, because of all of the activities that we were finding ourselves being a part of. None of them were held in there, but We got to walk through it day one when we were doing our tour of the ship. And yes, it it was open around the same time as when everything else went adult only.
0: Before I hand it off to Sam for whatever rapid fire it is that she has developed for you guys, what haven't we talked about? What stood out for you on this cruise? It sounds fabulous, but what haven't we talked about that you wanted to be sure to share?
1: Um, I think the only thing that And we didn't realize this night one, maybe night five or six. There were so few people on this, on the sailing that only two of the restaurants were being used every night. So, Royal Court for. Two nights in a row, which is how we noticed it we saw was completely empty as we are walking to our dinner and or out of our dinner seating. Surely not everyone has finished eating there before we've even walked out. They must not be using it. And if you peer enough into the windows, you'd notice that all of the tables were covered in an extra tablecloth, keeping, you know, sanitary measures with the silverware that was on the table. And so we had asked our server the following night. He wanted a soup or some he wanted some type of a soup yeah a soup off of a off of an animators enchanted, menu. Garden, menu. enchanted garden menu excuse me and he said that one's closed. we can't nobody's there working in that kitchen nobody's yeah. making that food I, I'm so sorry that was the only time we were told no but that you know solidified our our own findings was that there were so few people here that mm-hmm. not a staffing issue but just a there's just not enough cruises right now we don't need to have all three restaurants open.
3: I'll keep saying this. And to answer your question, Brian, if I haven't said it enough, now is the time to cruise because of reasons like that capacity is low. I, I say that as a person who is has been very, um, I guess I'll say scared since the pandemic started, very cautious and very protective here at home and, and trying our best to, to stay safe. And yet it's like I told told Becca and a few of my friends going on a Disney cruise is one of the few places in the world where you are guaranteed that every vaccine eligible person on in your area is vaccinated. And every single person on that ship was tested to get into the confined spaces. And so that's safety. Not to mention, I'd always noticed the cleanliness. That's why one of the many reasons I cruised Disney, I saw it even more like you would leave a bathroom and they were going right into clean clean door handles, you know, clean hand railings that I don't remember anybody touching that hand railing, but they were, they were clean quite a bit and, 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 you know, safety is always going to be at the front of everything Disney does. And that's what, what made it so, so great as well.
0: Well, Willie, Rebecca, it sounds like it's a fabulous experience and, uh, I, I am not shocked an eight night cruise is always fabulous an eight night cruise on Disney Cruise Line can be even more fabulous. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like you guys had a great time. I got to throw it over to Sam for her favorite portion of the show, which is a rapid fire. So Sam, why don't you, uh, why don't you take it
1: away?
0: All
2: right. So I've created a special rapid fire, which I'll call your cruise favorites, but it's not a general cruise favorites. It is. What was your favorite from this cruise? So what was your favorite breakfast item? And I added this question because Willie mentioned early on in the show that there was a breakfast item that was a new favorite. So I want to hear from each of you favorite breakfast item.
1: So mine, I got the same breakfast every single day, (laughs) but without a doubt, and this is going to surprise him because we haven't even talked about this. The turkey sausage. (laughs) Yeah. And he's making this face at me because on night one I said, that wasn't even that good. Or the first breakfast I had, I said, that wasn't that good. But it grew on me so much. It has such a strong taste that I I was begging to have it every day. So definitely the turkey sausage for me.
3: I, I am shocked because she loves her Mickey waffles. Yeah, I, know, I, I too. Was, I really that's do. That's always <laughs> the answer. Um, mine was this never seen it before. This little ham and cheese and ah! egg stuff oh, croissant. I knew God. it was gonna be <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like, you know, going back to the old days of sailing, when, when the castaway five key, you had to be off the, off the ship at a certain time. Cause it's a port adventure. I would have, I would have literally just gone down to cabanas and grabbed three of those and, <laughs> and an orange juice and a coffee and, and crushed those. My goodness. I had those every day. Like I knew I was going to get to that part of the line and, and I'm just glad they were there every day. Ham, egg, and cheese croissant
1: and that confuses me too because he caused a ruckus over this mickey waffle churro that was oh, also available wow
3: <laughs> so i'm not a waffle person but two of the breakfasts they had that's the thing is that they only had two yeah. days of that and i had every day with the croissant but two of the days in the morning cabanas had a mickey churro waffle my favorite is usually a french toast i'm not a waffle person the mickey churro waffle was better than all the french toast like this this was amazing but still the croissant
2: mm-hmm Favorite rotational dining restaurant on the fantasy? Mm,
1: I probably have to say animators. I it, it tugs at my heart. I know that we're talking specifically fantasy, but it's just so well, it's it's my theming of Disney that I love the overdramatic colors and you know, the life-size paintbrushes and the palettes and everything like that. So I definitely am an animators fan.
3: Yeah, same here. Ever since my first time in Animators almost ten years ago, yeah, it's been my favorite restaurant. If it were the Magic or or the Wonder, it would all, it would, might be Tiana or Rapunzel's only because of the beignets and the, the dinner menus. But overall, the Animators palette. And just a quick story. I think it was night one as we were waiting for Turtle Talk with Crush, Rebecca and I had said very few words to each other because we were literally we had a table and we like to sit next to each other. We had a table where the screen was directly in front of us with no other tables. The only thing was a hallway. And like kids, we were sitting there watching the (laughs) cartoons all night long. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we were tired or in the motion of the boat or or what, but it was my favorite dinner menu. And we were just watching cartoons to the point where we looked at each other and said, you know, maybe we we can go back to the room and and watch Ratatouille (laughs) tonight because there were so many Ratatouille scenes and and like little kids, you know, and it reminded me of like your latest cruise when you guys were talking about going back and watching movies with Nathan. Like that was literally us. Every (laughs) single
1: night I put Ratatouille or Wally on.
2: and we just.
3: And it literally started because of that dinner watching the cartoons, like 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 kids, you know, and, and that's that's the magic of Disney.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, favorite main dining
1: dish. It is hard for me. The two that stand out. I kind of did a makeshift salad. So one of the nights they had a a baked chicken salad option, and I opted to put in black beans with it as well to make it sort of a Southwest salad. And it came with this amazing red vinegar dressing Mm -hmm. on it. So I'm a toss up between the makeshift salad that I had and the pasta bolognese. It was gluten-free pennant pasta slathered with, you know, bolognese. And oh my goodness. And it it hurt because I don't do well with acidity either. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and that was really bad. I couldn't even make it back to the room without being like, (laughs)
2: <laughs> this hurts, but it was still amazing, so it was worth it. Willie, what about you? What was your favorite rotational dining dish?
3: It's got to be the the black truffle per set passes. That, that is my favorite. That is like chicken parm on the cruise for me. And I, I mentioned it to to our, our our waiter that night. I said, "Oh, this is my favorite dinner menu of the whole of the whole sailing." And then when he arrived, I think I got double the amount of per sets. Normally, you get like four, maybe five. I think I had eight or nine, and I was like. Yeah, he definitely worked some magic here. He definitely got me a few extra ones and I crushed them all.
0: Uh, for listeners out there who heard from our our from prior heard, guest, Josh, 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 we love you, but the right answer is always truffle sets All right, keep
1: going. <laughs> I will say they can't make that one gluten-free, they so cannot. I was really sad about that. But they're pre-made, and so I, I understood, but I was looking forward to them too. All right, what was your favorite trivia? Oh, for me has to be 2000s Music. That was the one that, So for all the other trivias that we were a part of um, and the ones that we won, we had paired up with people and maybe answered two or three of the questions out of the 25 or however many were available to us. But 2000s Music Trivia, I really didn't let anybody else answer any of the questions. And I knew I had won that one by maybe about five points. So it wasn't really that close. And so I was I was really proud of myself. To
3: be fair. I had a, tr- a contribution. Yes. <laughs> I know all the hip hop music. So that's there was, my favorite genre. Yeah, they
1: played one hip hop song.
3: So she turns to me and then I provide my answer <laughs> and go back to being quiet.
1: That was it. He
2: was quiet. <laughs> yeah. All right, Willie, what was your favorite trivia?
3: It had to be the Marvel Superhero Showdown. I came up just short, but... You know there was I, there was a moment there where we got to the round of three, and that's the lightsaber round. And I, after having lost there, despite knowing every single question, you know, I made it a point where I'm going to flick my wrist first here. And you know, I went up, and I, after all that mental energy to prepare, the other two opponents they didn't even raise their hand on this one because they didn't know. And it was like, uh, where is the Iron Man 2 race? Or where's the race in Iron Man Two? And I was like quick within, it just came to me Monaco. And the two opponents looked at me like, oh, okay, he's here to compete. <laughs> but then it got to, down to the wire, and I didn't answer again. I, I had answers, but I just wasn't raising my hand fast enough. So it then got to a tie. Then the, the person I ultimately lost to, he he answered a question which I had no idea what I. It was like, what street is um, Doctor Strange on? Um, so he moved on, and then it was a one question to, to name a winner, and you know I was able to get it and move on, and then came up short. But but that was my favorite trivia. There was no sports on this one. So so, Marvel.
2: Yeah, that's so fun. All right. I think I know the answer to this one, but I kind of want to ask it anyway. Favorite nighttime activity? Match your main.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. 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 I that was a match your main question. We're-
2: I know. Okay, so my final question is not really a rapid fire question, but my final question is, what have you got booked? <laughs> what, what, what DCL uh, vacations do you have on the books right now?
3: So... We were going to bring this up to you all. Um I was just listening to the, one of the earlier episodes and Brian had mentioned how there might be some changes to the to the vaccine. Nothing nothing official, but that you didn't know if maybe Nathan would have to get vaccinated soon and that could push your cruise and so we were going to extend an invite to potentially cruise over Christmas if that was possible. We'll be at we'll be at
0: we'll, we'll be, be at Elani. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> all right. Um we are currently booked uh, and the story is funny. We're currently booked on the magic for six nights sailing out of Miami. Cause it's, it's almost identical cruise as the eight night minus Ness on the extra castaway stop. So it's my out of Miami, Costa Maya, Cozumel castaway, but that leaves on the 20th and returns on the 26th. We're contemplating, you know, if maybe there's, there's a, a good deal that comes up, we're contemplating switching to the fantasy out of Port Canaveral that leaves on the 19th to the 26th and goes Cozumel Jamaica castaway. So we'll definitely be, we're, We're booked and paid in full on the magic, but, you know, still debating on whether we switch over to the fantasy for for Christmas.
2: You know, what's hilarious about this comment is, I kid you, maybe two weeks ago, right after we got- Who suggested
0: that we we cancel the Alani trip and go on a Christmas cruise? On the magic, on this, on this, (laughs) on on the the exact
2: cruise that you are booked on. Literally, as soon as we, when we were on the wonder- like, what was that? L- less than two weeks ago, Brian was like, you sure you don't want to switch our Alani trip and go on the Magic? Because we still have not been on the Magic. Yes.
0: Brian, and, you said that that's your Grand Slam.
2: Yeah. And yes, so Brian was like, don't booked, you-
0: But we just booked yesterday a four-night cruise on the Magic out of Miami in January. Yes. So <laughs> yes. we so canceled the Disneyland can be this trip. Yeah.
2: Maybe you can meet us in January too. <laughs>
0: Oh, but they can't trade six nights for four nights. That's a no, crazy. No, 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 no. I
2: don't mean instead of. No. I mean in addition Plus. to. Yeah, right? I don't mean instead <laughs>
3: of. Yeah, this is definitely a dream sailing because it's it's on Christmas. You know, Christmas Day. It's, it's a great itinerary. Christmas Day is a sea day, and you know that that's that's hard to for for it to work out like that. You know, you can truthfully enjoy Christmas Day on the ship. Like, there's nowhere to go. I say you guys still think about it.
2: We we I I I love your thinking. Brian, like I said, had the same thought The my only, my hesitation is I've really loved Aulani and I really want to go back to Aulani and we already have a bunch of cruises on the books and we don't have any other Aulani trips on the books. So.
3: Um, but to complete the answer uh, we'll be sailing together on the wish. Um, so that'll be coming up after. And well, next year I, I, I hit a milestone and I, I turned 30 and we were actually talking about this on the, on the cruise. I I've already eyed a, a uh, seven-night sailing on the fantasy that departs late August and returns September 3rd. And so I'm on the second. So probably be a castaway for my 30th birthday. And what better place to be than my favorite place in the world? And so we will, again, extend an invite to the duo if this is far out in advance to come party with us for my 30th on the fantasy.
2: I have a better idea. You're gonna, you fly to Dover and meet us to go on the Magic to the, do the Norwegian fjords. We're celebrating my belated 40th birthday. We could celebrate your 30th birthday at the same time. It's in September, early September as well. Anyway, take a look. <laughs> oh
0: boy, you might have to do some thinking.
2: Go to the Norwegian fjords.
0: Spend <laughs> <laughs> some time with us in London. We love London tea time.
2: It's fabulous. Dream. And that one is an adult only for us. So that's another. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Cruise planning aside, we will catch up with you someday soon on a ship. Uh, And so... Thank you so much, Willie Rebecca, for coming on and sharing your experience on this fantastic eight-night cruise. We can't wait to hear more about your future cruises. So please, please, please come back. But thank you for sharing your uh, your experience on this most recent cruise. Thank you for having us.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we said, the second we got off, we were so excited to talk to you. We wanted to do it that day. If <laughs> somebody <laughs> was going through a, a storm, in <laughs> <and had laughs> the hours, <powers>, so <laughs> but happy to talk,
2: of course. <laughs>
0: hope you could tell how much fun it was talking to willie and rebecca about this eight night cruise we went on an 11 night cruise now a couple years ago and it was absolutely fabulous you could hear the excitement in willie and rebecca's voices about the experience they had on this eight night cruise so if you have a chance to get out there and sail longer do it it's amazing uh just so much fun when you hit kind of night five or six and you realize you still got several days ahead of you so hope you enjoyed the show and we can't wait to have willie and rebecca back on and can't wait to sail with them on the wish uh, if not sooner so with that the five star apple podcast reviews do keep rolling in and we love it. So if you have not left us a review over on Apple Podcasts, head over there, click those five stars. And if you take the time to leave us a written review, we will read it on the air. So this week's review comes from Jen SW who writes, so informative. As a huge Disney fan and travel agent, I listen to the duo to get all the honest info. Vacations are stressful, but having all the information and tips before I go or send clients eliminates all the stress. Thanks. Well, Jen, you are so welcome, and we love putting this together, this show, and Giving our honest opinions and getting the honest opinions of DCL fans out there. We've had some on recently who've offered some very candid opinions about their thoughts around Disney Cruise Line. So, love doing it each and every week, and we will keep doing it as long as folks out there keep listening and keep letting us know that they enjoy the show. So, with that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. If you'd like even more content from us, head over to slash DCL Duo. We have a vlog. It does not have a ton of content, but more content is coming as we travel. So, head over there check it out if you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo and also head over to the dcl duo vlog and podcast facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded dcl duo fans and cruisers like yourself you can also find a link to our discord in that group so if you want to head over there and join a conversation where you have some real-time access to the duo to answer questions and talk about the show then head over to the facebook group and then find the link for the discord channel and then come join us if you'd like to help support the show you can always head over to touringplans.com slash travel and let them know the DCL duo sent you if you book a vacation or you can head over to patreon.com slash DCL duo and join one of our monthly support tiers we absolutely appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to support this show each and every month the DCL duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line the Disney company or the Disney family of theme parks the views expressed on this show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or Disney Company if you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation please contact disney directly or your own travel agent thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous disney adventure with the dcl duo good night